Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. 20 in a row, Wax 104.5. Yeah, we've all been in a hick town or two during our lives, haven't we? Some of us have even grown up in a hick town. Good morning. It's chore time here at the shank of the day. Bob and Joe with you this morning as uh, maybe a chance of rain Later on this afternoon, about a 30-40% chance of that, but morning uh, should be partly cloudy to sunny, and then clouds moving in later on. As the uh, temperatures, again, going to be nice and summery, right around 80-82 today as we move along. Well, we've got a lot of things going on. We've got field days coming up today and tomorrow. Marshfield Fair is still going on. We were over there yesterday. We'll tell you about uh, some of the folks that won in uh, some of those categories for the young people and a good turnout of young people and animals yesterday uh, all across the board. So uh, as we go along, we'll hear from some of those folks as the week wears on. And uh, yesterday you were up in Cornell. FFA on the air will be at Cornell High School. Is that right? Yes, it is. All right. Who's the ag teacher up there? These ag teachers are turning <laughs> over so fast and uh, you're uh, getting involved in a lot of the FFA programs. Who is the ag teacher up at Cornell now? Danielle Mahalski. All right, so Danielle. Hey, I'm just happy to say her last name right, because that's a struggle <laughs> for me an awful lot. Yeah, some of these names are uh, a little different. So Danielle and her students from Cornell will be on courtesy of Compeer Financial. We always appreciate Compeer and Ag Country for sponsoring our FFA chapters on the air every Saturday morning. And if, uh, if you're not aware of that, this program has been going on since, well, back in the the 1960s, Pat Kelleher, remember some of you older guys and gals will remember, Pat Kelleher started that program, the Fall Creek FFA advisor at that time, Pat told me, he says, why don't you focus something on FFA, he told Pat, so Pat started the program, so we focus on every week FFA on Saturday morning, 52 schools, 50 high schools, as well as UW-River Falls and the CVTC Ag program also part of that Saturday program. So that's coming up. Plus, milk production around the country and the story of the extension service uh, around Wisconsin. Another county losing a county agricultural agent going to a statewide position. And so uh, extension is moving to Madison. Let's just put it that way because uh, the emphasis is uh, not to have people in the counties anymore. The emphasis is to have people, everything is out of Madison now as the university, I don't know if I want to say consolidates or whatever, or the extension service, but uh, again, we don't have the participation here, and uh, it's, well, it's just different out in the country with the extension service, so uh, we'll uh, talk about that too as we go along. And we've got weather. What else is going on? we got fair judging today over at uh, Marshfield. What takes place in Marshfield today is the Central Wisconsin State Fair, home of the world's largest round barn. It continues. 
dairy cattle judging starts at 8 o'clock this morning. Yep, a lot of dairy cattle. The dairy cattle already in the barns over there, and that'll be at the Jerry Lang Show Pavilion. I still think that's one of the best, if not the best place to show livestock and exhibit in the state of Wisconsin, especially here during our summer months. So a good fair over there at Marshfield does continue. And again, weather, well, it might get a little wet later on today. We'll tell you about it. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And around here, it should be a pretty nice morning and through the noon hour. Then maybe later on this afternoon, we'll see some uh, scattered rain around the area. But uh, Mike Dandria says that'll be uh, later on after the noon hour sometime, mid-afternoon or towards supper, towards evening chores. 82 the high today. Then Thursday, Friday, Saturday should be pretty nice. Partly sunny, upper 70s to low 80s for highs, and a chance of rain on Sunday. Monday back to partly cloudy and uh, temperatures in the low to mid 80s. It's 60 degrees right now in the Chippewa Valley. Wednesday morning at WAC, 60 degrees right now. We'll get about 82 maybe later on this afternoon. Some rain around the area. As we said, it's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. How about some news? The IRS commissioner is ordering a full security review due to growing threats against the government's tax collection arm. Lisa Taylor explains. Commissioner Charles Reddick said the review will cover all IRS facilities. Threats have been growing after the Inflation Reduction Act greatly boosted IRS funding. Some Republican lawmakers have accused Democrats of seeking to weaponize the IRS against everyday Americans. Democrats argue Republican budget cuts have left the IRS underfunded and understaffed for years. I'm Lisa Taylor. A federal judge in Florida is giving former President Trump until Friday to clarify his request for a special master to review government documents that the FBI seized at Trump's Mar-a-Lago home earlier this month. Judge Eileen Cannon ordered Trump to elaborate on how the court has jurisdiction and exactly what he wants the court to order. She also told Trump's legal team to provide details on whether it served the Department of Justice with the lawsuit and how it affects another court proceeding on whether to release any of the affidavit that was used to get the search warrant for the documents. A church in Texas' Rio Grande Valley is going to pay damages for putting on an unauthorized performance of the Broadway show Hamilton. Brian Shook has a story. Dor McAllen Church pastor Roman Gutierrez acknowledged on social media Tuesday that he did not get permission to put on the musical earlier this month. He also apologized to creator Lin-Manuel Miranda for making changes to Hamilton, including adding dialogue and deleting songs. He vowed to make sure all footage, sound recordings, and images of the performances are destroyed. I'm Brian Shook. And two law enforcement officers are dead after their helicopter went down west of Chattanooga, Tennessee. The FAA says a Marion County, Tennessee sheriff's deputy and a Tennessee state trooper were aboard the Bell 206 helicopter north of the Georgia state line when the craft hit power lines and went down in a wooded area at late Tuesday afternoon. I-24 traffic near the town of Whiteside was tied up while crews removed the downed power lines that had fallen onto the interstate. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, if you're planning your day, morning should be good as far as uh, rain. But maybe later on this afternoon, mid-afternoon or so, Mike Dandria says, there should be some rain falling in parts of the listening area. Not widespread, or widespread rather, not concentrated. But we'll get an update from him in about a half an hour what he means by that. So, chance of rain later on this afternoon. High 82, then just partly cloudy to partly sunny Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Upper 70s, low 80s. Sunday, another chance of rain in the forecast. And Monday, back to partly cloudy, partly sunny conditions. Highs be in the low 80s. 58 in Rice Lake and Medford this morning. 64 in Wausau. Marshfield across at 62. It's 64 in Green Bay. 60 down in the Madison Sun Prairie area. Milwaukee, the warm spot, there's 71 this morning, and it's 60 degrees right now here in the Chippewa Valley. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, Jill, there's a Corvette you've been looking for at Colfax <laughs> Chevrolet. They got one on the lot ready to go. Actually, I prefer a Camaro. A Camaro? That's what I had when I was a youngster. And running around uh, <laughs> laying, laying rubber, as they used, as we used to say, uh, around Osseo and Augusta. Actually, I took my dad up to test drive one that I found. Yep. And he uh, squealed the tires going out of the parking lot at the dealership. Oh, boy, oh, boy. So you never grow up, I'll tell you that. I'll I, tell you. I come by my speed and agility <laughs> by honestly here. Oh, well, that's good because they used <laughs> to have those muscle cars when your dad and I were uh, of the age. But uh, it's uh, not much. But those Corvettes, I got a, I had a high school class reunion here a couple, three weeks ago down in Madison. One of my classmates, he's a jeweler down in Madison, and he's got diamond rings all over his fingers. Nice guy, but... Uh, he said, yeah, I'm going to trade my Corvette in. I said, what do you got? And you know, he said, well, come on, look at it. Unbelievable. It was a gorgeous car. And uh, it looked like a rocket ship more than it did a car. He got in and started that thing up. He says, get in it. Well, you get in it. And you're like, I mean, you're like sitting in a, a seems like a rocket ship. You're in a special seat. It's unbelievable. And he he says, uh, it'll go pretty fast, and he hit the gas, and holy man, we got from here to there in a big hurry. I said, what, uh, what are they going to give you, or what's this all about? He said, well, I, I traded it in, and I'm only getting uh, buying a new one. He said, I traded it in, I, I got, they gave me 95 for it. Oh, <laughs> I said, geez. well, that's a little out of my class, but uh, good for you. I think this new one's about 120 unbelievable, but yeah, those uh, those Corvettes are there's something else, that's for sure. But we digress. we got to look at other numbers here that are more realistic here. What's the livestock number look like? All right. Choice fed beef steers are 140, 150 and a half, with mixed at 125 to 139. Choice fed beef heifers are 135 to 149 and a half, with mixed at 110 to 134. Choice fed Holstein steers are 131 to 140, with select and silage fed steers 110 to 130. Cows are 70 to 99, with bulls at 99 to 116. Butcher hogs are 80 to 105, with sows at 61 to 66 and a half. Boars are 22 to 25. New crop market lambs are 95 to 127. Feeder lambs are 110 to $2. Ewes are 65 to 105. Small goats are 30 to $125. Medium goats are 75 to $265. With large goats at seventy-five to five hundred thirty dollars, and nanny goats twenty-five to three hundred fifteen dollars. At the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures, live cattle were mostly higher. August one forty-one sixty-two of forty. October at one forty-four sixty. That's up a dime. December live cattle at one fifty sixty-seven of fifteen. February is actually unchanged at one fifty-four ninety-five. Feeder cattle were lower across the board. September at one eighty two forty five down a dollar ninety. October at one eighty four forty five. That's down two o two. November one eighty six forty two down two seventeen. In January at one eighty seven forty five. That was down two twenty five. Lean hog carcass contracts lower. October at ninety two ninety down a dollar seven. December hogs eighty four twenty two down twenty five. February eighty seven fifty seven down twelve and April also down twelve at ninety one thirty seven. On the board of trade, prices higher, falling crop ratings and some new state yield estimates show the crop might not be as big as the USDA expecting, and that's putting pressure on prices higher yesterday in the day trade, higher overnight. December corn overnight up another eight cents, six sixty three. Oats up seven to eight cents at four fifteen. December wheat up twelve to thirteen on a December contract sitting at eight thirteen a bushel this morning. And November soybeans up fifteen cents, fourteen seventy six. Meal up four dollars a ton on the October contract, four hundred thirty five dollars and seventy cents. Cheese prices down yesterday, barrels down a cent and a half to a dollar eighty eight. Blocks down a nickel to a dollar seventy seven. Butter up another three and a half cents, three oh five and a half. August class three down one at twenty oh eight. September back over twenty dollars now at twenty twenty. That was up twenty four cents. October up fifty six at twenty sixty five. November up sixty five at twenty one forty six. And December up seventy three at twenty one forty six. And prices higher out through July. That's a look at the markets at 
brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. We're 11 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock at Wax. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's time for our ProVision Partners update. I have Brad Madsen, lead agronomist at ProVision Partners. We're getting to the end of August here. We need to really be looking at the crop maturity. How's it doing out there? We're slowly making ground. Typically, in our region right here in, in the Hickson, West Central Wisconsin, we're about 1,880 heat units right now. According to my sensors we have out here, we're at about 1,800, so about 80 heat units behind normal. doesn't sound like a lot, but with our temperatures doing what it is, it's adding a little days onto maturity, so people are starting to wonder when is the corn salad going to be ready, when is the crop going to be safe from a frost. Uh, a lot of concerns about water out there. You know, have we got enough? How much more do we need? Those types of things. So, you know, we're at the beginning of the dense stage. <clears throat> a lot of the corn I'm looking at, we're still dough or dense. So we still got another um, 30, 35 days before this corn crop is going to be safe. And we're still got another um, probably 20, 25 days before the bean crop is totally safe. Um, corn silage, if you look at normal, if we have normal temperatures, we're going to be about 15, 18 days out from corn silage at this point if you're just starting to dent. So, um, got a little ways to go yet. Water requirements, you know, we're looking at, uh, we got some nice rains. There were million dollar rains, uh, God sent for sure. And, uh, but we still need more. For the corn crop to finish out right now, we still need somewhere between four and five inches of moisture to, to get you the good test weights, those types of things. And soybeans, we're pushing almost six and a half inches we need to finish out in order to get those bigger beans and those types of things. So, a lot of swing. We can still see a twenty um, percent swing on on yields here yet, depending on how much moisture we get. So um, there are some crops that are really hurt, and some that uh, uh, this rain kind of got them on. We're not going to see a whole lot of uh, yield degradation. So it's really all over the board in the area. That's what we've been seeing in our crop reports. Um, Wisconsin is looking pretty good, but I'm thinking area wise, there is a lot of difference. Well, absolutely. There's been one crop tour, and they're really raking down the yields in other parts of the country, Kansas, uh, Dakotas, parts of Minnesota, parts of Iowa, especially down in the Texas area. They've got their two months' worth of rain basically in a day down here just the other day, so still didn't help them very much. So, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of variability, and, you know, everybody's wondering why the markets aren't reflecting that, and uh, that remains to be seen what happens there. Sounds like we just have to play it by ears, right? Yeah. So it's uh, a lot of variability. We've seen still some, uh, a lot more grasshopper pressure out there on edges of the fields, but they're not totally in the fields. Still some uh, Japanese beetles. Haven't seen much in the way of soybean aphids. You are starting to see some of the diseases poking through anthracnose. Uh, still not a whole lot of tar spot, just random small areas that we've been seeing that. Well, at least that's been staying under control a bit. And that's our ProVision Partners update with Brad Matson, lead agronomist at ProVision Partners, and I'm Joe Welke. And we've got 15 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock. We've got some farm news to take a look at, results from the Central Wisconsin State Fair. We'll get to some of that farm news milk production coming up on Wax. Brought to you by Chili Implement in Chile. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 17 minutes after 5 o'clock, 60 degrees, chance of rain later on. Also in a little bit, we'll hear what's going on with the uh, Hereford industry in Wisconsin. But before that, Jill, milk production. Well, milk production across the state and nation continues to hum along. New numbers for July show milk output in the top 24 milk-producing states was up slightly from both June and last July to 18.3 billion pounds. That comes from a herd that was down 66,000 head on the top-producing states as production per cow reached 2,055 pounds, up 21 pounds from last July. Total USA, total U.S. production last month reached 19.1 billion pounds, up slightly from a year ago. The total U.S. dairy herd in July was 9.42 million head, 67,000 less than last year. But here in Wisconsin, July milk production was down slightly from a year ago to 2.72 billion pounds. That's mainly because cow numbers in the state were down 6,000 head from a year ago to 1.27 million. 
but production per cow was up 5 pounds to 2,140 pounds per cow. California continues to lead the nation in milk production with just over 3.5 billion pounds in July. Idaho comes to rank third in milk production, followed by Texas and New York. New USDA forecasts show U.S. milk production next year is expected to go up about 2.5 billion pounds as farmers add more cows to make up for expected lower prices. Economists expect this year's all-milk price will end the year down 95 cents to $25.20, with next year's price forecast to fall another $1.65 down to $22.50. They say an expected stronger dollar and economic concerns in other parts of the world will pressure prices. And we'll see how good those forecasts are as we go forward. And, uh, again, some rain later on today. The Hereford industry in Wisconsin. What's going on? We'll find out next on WAC. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It wasn't too many years ago, Pam, and I think you and I were growing up, probably more Hereford cattle around the state and around the country than any other breeds. Of course, we know that's changed, but the Hereford's still a very, very popular breed. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn and uh, they recently got together. What'd they say? Well, actually, they're getting together, Bob. Yeah, you're right. The white face, as I used to call them when I was a kid, the Hereford breeders, are coming up this Saturday with a special face-to-face conference. It's also going to have a virtual element to let people tour some of our Hereford facilities across the state. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee, the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Cottage Grove is where they're getting together for this Wisconsin Hereford event. And, you know, I was... Kind of thinking about the Hereford breed in Wisconsin, like you pointed out initially, Bob, used to be a time when there were a lot of uh, white-faced Hereford across the state. And if you think about county fairs and shows, sometimes you'll see the littlest little spigot on the lead with a white-faced Hereford following behind. That tells you a little bit about the popularity of the breed in the state. Bruce Everhart can tell you more. He is the chairman of the American Hereford Association and will be joining us in Wisconsin on Saturday for this uh, big event. He said Wisconsin is one of the strongest supporters of the Hereford breed in the United States. That's why they're happy to be coming here. But he does acknowledge that as time has gone on, an awful lot of cattle producers have invested in what he calls black Hided cattle, your Angus, for example. And he says now the Hereford trying to work kind of in tandem with those breeds to get more folks back engaged with the Herefords. Over the years, the Angus uh, and black cattle have taken a foothold. And now a big chunk of the American cow herd is black hided. And so the there is increased demand today for Hereford genetics to be used on the black cow commercial herd and producing uh, either a black baldy or a red baldy uh, animal that's uh, more fertile uh, on the female side, lives longer, breeds back more quickly, uh, weans more pounds of calf. And then on the, on the male side, cattle that grade uh, choice or better, uh, cattle that grow efficiently and are highly sustainable, which is one of the uh, featured topics of our uh, conference coming up there at Cottage Grove. You know, and the the breed has made uh, a lot of evolution in the product that they present. Yeah. It's been interesting. I'm I'm a I'm a dairy kid, but I'm fond of looking back at where breeds have been, where we've been in animal agriculture, and where we are today. And that Hereford has definitely gone through some changes. We have. You know, this is not your grandfather, or your great grandfather's Hereford uh, cattle. Um, our cattle milk, um, they don't prolapse. Uh, we're better on our feet and legs. Um, we have more fertility. Um, and then we always have that consistent docility where cattle are calm and easy to handle. And particularly in an urban environment, uh, work very well uh, in case they do happen to come in contact with um, the public which makes it ideal for young families that might be looking at a project for the kids. Tell me a little bit about how you try to integrate those new young families coming into the breed, Bruce. Like I had mentioned, Bruce, I I sense some real camaraderie and willingness to help in that regard. 
We have, I think, of course, I think a lot of breeds and a lot of people uh, believe in their junior program, but our junior program is second to none. We just finished up our week-long junior Hereford Junior National Expo in Louisville, Kentucky. And by the way, Pam, we're coming to Madison, Wisconsin next year for the same event. And we had 780 exhibitors, 780 exhibitors. We have 4,000 youth involved in our youth program. They were from 39 states. There were 1,300 animals um, showing. uh, And it's a wonderful event. And um, But not only that, I mean, Hereford are great for young kids. And my rule of thumb is, I always say, Pam, that if you love your children, you'll buy them a Hereford uh, because you, you don't want them to get hurt. Yeah. Talk to me about the breed stock available out there and what maybe parents should know if they want to get involved. Uh, they're, they're easy keepers as far as their attitude and things like that. But tell me about uh, the availability of those genetics and what we should be on the lookout for. Well, absolutely. So Wisconsin is an extremely strong state. It's one of our strongest states in terms of membership, in terms of progressive breeders who have outstanding genetics. And you can find all of those at the Wisconsin Hereford Association website, but you can also find them at the AmericanHereford.org website and just look up Wisconsin progressive Wisconsin Hereford breeders. There's, there's many, and the technology that breeders are uh, implementing to improve their uh, genomic profile, Pam, is really uh, moving our breed forward at a very fast pace. So you got to get the best of both worlds. You get an animal that's really calm and easy to work with and good for young kids. You get genetics that are uh, highly potent, uh, grow fast, calve easy, grow fast, milk, rebreed, and have a certified Hereford beef index with high marbling so they grade choicer better. And again, speaking on behalf of the Hereford Association, that's Bruce Everhart speaking with our Pam Yonke. And over at the uh, Central Wisconsin State Fair yesterday, we'll tell you that uh, a Charlet Cross did win the beef show. But there were Hereford standing two, three, and four, I believe, and black animal was fifth. That's as high as they got. Not many fairs where the black animals uh, aren't winning the shows, but uh, not in Marshfield. Yesterday, the Hereford Association having uh, success with what they do. All right, let's take a look at what the markets are doing for the Herefords and Angus and Charley and all the rest of them. We'll join Rocky next from Premier Livestock in Withy. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 29 minutes after 5 o'clock, and let's get over to Premier Livestock in with you, where Rocky is joining us this morning, getting closer and closer to Friday, Rocky. That's right. Looking forward to it. Yeah, that big machinery auction. We'll talk about that. But first of all, what's been going on with the livestock so far this week in the sale barn? Thank you, Bob. Good morning, everyone. This is how yesterday's monthly special dairy heifer auction shaped up. We sold 350 head of dairy heifers. Market was strong. Top springing heifers from 15 to 2,050. Uh, shortbread heifers from 1,000 to 14 and a half. And your open heifers selling mostly from a dollar to a dollar 45 per pound. And we had ready to breed heifers right up to 1,200 uh, dollars. Today, Wednesday, we got our hay auction at 9:30. Dairy cattle auction at 11. We got three complete herd. To Dispersals today. Uh, herd number one, we got 95 Holstein Parlor freestyle cows. They're averaging 83 pounds on 2X. Uh, they will sell on official test with 30 years of AI breeding. Currently, all AI bred Angus. Lots of top cows in this herd. They're coming from Granite View Dairy out of Wausau, Wisconsin. Uh, we have two other tie stall herds, both them herds being AI sired. Uh, one herd averaging over 77 pounds on test. Plus, lots of top reputation groups of fresh cows. 
cows and a great selection of spring and heifers. We've got several uh, breeding uh, dairy bulls today also. Uh, like I said at the top, don't forget Friday is going to be our machinery auction. We're selling in three rings all day. Bring some auction buddies with you. Get there early for parking. We're going to get underway at 9 o'clock in the morning. We'll have food on site all day. Uh, if you can't make the sale, we do have online bidding through equipmentfacts.com. Now note that will be on two rings. Uh, sale order is up. Uh, there's going to be a ring one, ring two. Make sure you're looking at both of those. Uh, that will be the order of the sale. If you don't see items you're looking for on uh, online, that means they are going to be offline. Our brand new parking lot is absolutely full of uh, items that will not be online. So questions, give us a call at Premier, 715-229-2500. Uh, check out our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com for all the details. So that's the way it's shaped up, Bob. Sounds to me like you better have a lot of food available. There'll be some hungry folks over there. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, be a lot just taking care of the food, that's for sure. Well, it looks like you're going to have a good day for it. 79, yep. partly cloudy, partly sunny, so it'll be a good one. But we'll talk to you before that. We'll talk to you in the morning. All right, sounds great. There he goes. That's Rocky over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. And uh, we've got about 28 minutes before 6 o'clock. That means we'll check the weather coming up here. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, looks like maybe later on this afternoon, might have to use the windshield wipers a little bit. Let's find out. Chippewa Valley Bean out in the uh, Dunn County area bringing us our look at the weather. Mike Dandry is over in the weather room at Skywarn 13. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How we doing? Good. Well, day's starting off pretty good and uh, might get better. We can use uh, we can use a little more rain. Oh, absolutely. And we'll start off with some sunshine, much like we saw yesterday. But the thing is, we'll start to see some clouds move in uh, towards the late morning and especially into the early afternoon. And this will eventually lead to those chances for showers and storms, mostly late in the afternoon, evening time frame, some of which could last uh, through about the midnight hour. Otherwise, uh, we'll have temperatures into the low 80s later this afternoon, and for tonight, we'll only dip to the mid-60s. By about daybreak, tomorrow's when things should start to dry out, and some places could start off with some patchy fog, and otherwise hold on to some cloud cover a little early on before clearing out later in the afternoon. And by tomorrow night, we'll be into the mid-50s for our overnight lows. Friday's setting up to be a great day, plenty of sunshine, low 80s for our highs, but Saturday, well, it'll be breezy, and it'll bring us a very slim chance at a few showers and storms, but otherwise mostly cloudy. A better chance at some showers and storms arrives on Sunday, and our temperatures back into the low to mid-80s. Monday, very similar, low to mid-80s for our highs. And then Tuesday, things mostly dry out, mostly sunny with upper 70s for our highs. But at the moment, we're looking at some thin clouds and a temperature of 60 degrees in Eau Claire. So what time do you think uh, rain might get to the west and move across? Uh, mostly, actually, it looks like some of it may develop uh, after the Minnesota border, so probably okay. around the Dunn County area, some of this may develop, uh, but mostly what, two, late three afternoon. o'clock? Yeah, okay. Yeah, early afternoon, maybe just very, very isolated, but the better chance is probably a little after four. Sounds like a plan. We need some of that moisture. Thanks, Mike. No problem, Bob. You have a great day. We will. Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13. Our weather brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean, the world's largest kidney bean processor, based right here in Menominee, Wisconsin, wishes all the great Wisconsin farmers a productive and successful end to our 2022 growing season. With harvest just around the corner, it's the perfect time to be looking ahead to next year's rotation, which could include kidney beans. Kidney beans are competitively priced and highly profitable, making them a great addition to your rotation. Call Ben at 715-664-8342 or visit them at cvbean.com to see if growing kidney beans is right for you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About 23 minutes now before 6 o'clock and we always want to keep you updated on what's going on. And nobody does it better than our own Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom. Morning, Morgan. Hey, good morning, Bob. How are things? Oh, things couldn't be better. Went to the fair yesterday over in Marshfield, so I got uh, my food fix again at the fair food stand, so I'm all greased and oiled up again. Well, when you're ready to take those foods off the stick, I have a plan for you. We were at uh, Pickle Fest over the weekend in oh. Boyceville. Yeah, right? So Siggy yeah. C- marched in the parade, and I have to tell you, they had a track meet before that. And she was part of the relay, and in a true Boyceville fashion, instead of handing the baton to each other around that track, yeah. they hand a cucumber off. <laughs> 
that's a good baton. Actually, some of those cucumbers can get to be pretty long. I'm telling you, some of those kids had a hefty hand <laughs> to run with those in. So, uh, uh, yeah. Did she win the relay? Uh, no, they came in fourth, but they had uh, fun along the way. That's the main thing, having right. fun. Well, besides the world-famous Boysville Pickle Factory Festival, what else is going on? Well, plenty around our area, and we'll start with those 715 headlines. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. As a former jail guard in Jackson County is headed behind bars for sexually assaulting an inmate. It was a judge yesterday that sentenced former jailer Brett Noltner to one year in jail. As prosecutors say, he would take the female prisoner out of her cell and then hide from security cameras. In addition, into the jail time. Noltner will have to register as a sex offender for 15 years. On the political stage, Tuesday marked the two-year anniversary of deadly and destructive riots in Kenosha, and Republican candidate for Governor Tim Michaels was in the city blaming Tony Evers. It's a two-year anniversary of perhaps his largest failure. Look at these photos behind me. That's a situation where I would send in the guard. This should not happen. As you might imagine, Evers not on the same page and doesn't agree with that assessment. He was in Milwaukee challenging Michael's claim that he didn't do enough, calling it a lie. I did everything I was asked to do by the leaders in Kenosha. Everything in a timely fashion. So if he wants to run his campaign on lies, that's not a way to get elected. That's a stupid thing. City leaders had asked uh, for National Guard to be deployed. Evers deployed 500, and the results of the riots were millions of dollars in damage and the deaths of two men. Looking at other headlines, uh, the NFC Championship didn't hurt the Packers' bottom line. Forbes this week came out with a list of value for every NFL team. The Pack were 15th on that list, valued at $4.2 billion, which is a jump from last season. You might imagine on top, the Cowboys there. They're the most valuable franchise in the NFL with a price tag of $8 billion. Leaving the field and heading to the Diamonds, some Brewer legends will be tending bar at American Family Field this weekend. The team yesterday said Robin Yunt and the pitcher Trevor Gott will be serving drinks at this weekend's game. It'll be the Friday night game, and they're also joined by Brewer broadcasters and executives. You can find more info online when you click at 715newsroom.com. And taking you away from the peanuts and popcorn instead, if you're looking for something for breakfast, maybe keep those eggs frying in the pan and then get out the waffle iron. August the 24th marks the day that a New York man received the first ever patent for a waffle iron. While waffles had long existed, likely originating in the 14th century, it wasn't until 1869 that Cornelius Swartout was awarded his patent, thus making waffles more readily available to anyone who desired them. I'm Mark Mayfield. And away from the kitchen and back to the barn we go with Bob Jill and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Oh, and I dearly love waffles. You know how we used to eat them? My grandma used to make them. Best waffles we'd ever have. She'd make them and pile them high on the table. We'd put butter and peanut butter and honey on them. It's still my favorite mm. way. Still Boy, my favorite way. Up. Blueberries, strawberries. Good old Wisconsin maple syrup. There's so many ways to enjoy waffles. I saw my daughter putting one together recently uh, <laughs> with a pile of whipped cream on top and sprinkles. So oh, she's uh, she's taking it a little different direction. And on another subject, how fun is this political campaign going to be? Or how fast are people going to lose interest in all this name-calling and back and forth? All I have to say is it's going to be a long stretch to November oh, boy, at this I rate. So. I mm-hmm. think so. All right, thanks, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. Morgan McCarthy uh, in the newsroom this morning as we look at uh, news, weather, markets, all right here on Wax. Brought to you by Christensen Sales. Auction schedules online at ChristensenSales.com. On Saturday, September 10th at noon, Christensen Sales will handle the personal property and real estate auction for the Rudy Yeager Estate. And you go out of Gilman on 73 to Babbitt Avenue, then a quarter mile east. At location number one, it'll be buildings and 80 acres of land offered in parcels. Location number two on Badger Lane in the Gilman area, also offered in parcels. You can get a look at open house on Saturday, August 27th from 1030 until noon. That's for the Rudy Yeager Estate Sale in the Gilman area. Saturday, September 10th at noon from from Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The Dairy Beef Show at the Central Wisconsin State Fair in Marshfield, dominated by the Golden Glow 4-H, not only in numbers but in quality. Let's talk to a couple of the guys from Golden Glow that did very well. First of all, Corbin Pankratz. And Corbin, in the dairy show, tell me about the steer you brought in. How big was he and uh, how good an animal was he? 
He was 1,485 pounds. He was very filled out and had a very straight back. Who uh, helped you get this steer all filled out and uh, get him ready for the show? Because that's a big steer, and a lot of times we see these dairy steers aren't filled out. Yeah, my dad and my my grandpa helped me. Tell me about getting this steer ready as far as uh, breaking him and training him to lead. When did you start doing that, and uh, how good was he, or did you have to hook him to the tractor or the skid steer? We started like the beginning of summer, and we never had to hook him to the tractor or skid steer. He was that easy to get along with? Yeah. Who picked him out of the herd, or where did you get this steer? We raised it. So how many of these dairy steers will you have at home? Nine. And who picks out the show steers? You got a pretty good eye for cattle already? No. So who, <laughs> who picked it out for you? I, I picked the one out that I liked. So you do have a pretty good eye. You picked out the grand champion. Yeah. How many years you been showing here, and uh, how have you done in the past? I show. This is my second year showing, and last year I took first place in my class. And this year you moved up to the grand champion. Yeah. So what did the judge say in the class? So because uh, he saw that your steer was was pretty pretty easily the champion. He just was filled out. That's pretty much the only reason I won. He was a finished Holstein steer. Not all of them at the fair that way. Yeah. Tell me about the name of your steer and uh, where you came up with the name. So I named mine Whiskey. I named it Whiskey because it had really long whiskers. No beverages involved in that? No. <laughs> What's the future for you? You're just getting started second year in showing. You're going to stay in the dairy beef? You're going to move up to straight beef? What's your plan? Anything else at the fair for you? Probably just stay dairy beef. You got any other projects at the fair or just one animal? Just one animal. What are you going to do with the money you make at the auction? Buy something. Maybe put it away for college or just buy something? We'll buy one thing and then put the rest away for college. boy! Congratulations. Thank you. All right, that's the exhibit of the grand champion dairy beef, Carbon Pankratz. Also from the Golden Glow 4-H, we've got Harlan Meisner. And Harlan, you had a steer named Shaggy. Tell me about that name. Where'd you come up with Shaggy? Well, we do themes every year, and we decided to do Scooby-Doo this year. So we came up. I got the luck of the draw, and I got Shaggy. And you also uh, came out pretty good with the steer that you had. Tell me about his history from the home farm. Who picks them out? Tell me about it. My dad picks out four steers each year, and, well, then we just work with them until we pick them out, and then we work with them until we get here, and then that's... Now you say we. Who else is we? Um, my brother and my two sisters, and then my dad helps and then my grandpa feeds them so tell me about getting them ready and did you pick this steer out yourself that you wanted to show or did your dad say you show that one and your brother shows this one how's it work well i got the second pick so you got second pick and you came out number one in the family what was the strength of this steer finishing as a reserve dairy beef i mean he was pretty filled out his back wasn't as straight as the grand champion and i mean i couldn't have asked for a better steer how many years you been showing? Three years, but last year I took a break, and I came back this year. This is the best you've ever done, reserve champion? Yes. What are you going to do with the money from the auction? Probably save it for college. Got a college picked out? Nope. Congratulations. Thank you. Anything else at the fair for you, Harlan? Nope. Just the one dairy steer? Yep. All right, and now you got the rest of the fair to play? Yeah. <laughs> All right, he'll do that. Harlan Meisner, the Golden Glow 4-H, Corbin Pankratz of the Golden Glow 4-H, here at the Central Wisconsin State Fair, reserve and grand champion, dairy beef. I'm Bob Bosold. And don't forget, Central Wisconsin State Fair, that market animal sale will be this evening, starting about 6 o'clock, and uh, doing a little different the last few years. Instead of by the pound, they're selling it uh, price per animal so it won't be starting out at who give me a dollar they're going to start out at who give me a thousand dollars so you're buying the animal and not price per pound and before we get to the markets jill another uh, story that we want to pass along here at the extension service another western wisconsin county has lost its agriculture extension agent this time it's monroe county bill halfman left Monroe County at the end of June to become the state, new statewide beef outreach specialist for the UW-Madison Division of the Extension Service. Halfman, a Bloomer native, will identify needs and incorporate research findings into high-quality outreach education programs 
for the state's beef industry. Also this summer, Dunn County lost its county agriculture extension agent as Katie Wontonk left the county to become the new state farm management professor of practice and outreach specialist, working and developing new programs in the area of farm business and management dealing with financial planning, commodity marketing, and other educational programs. And uh, those county agents are gone and... um not going to be replaced because of the new philosophy. Everything comes out of Madison as far as the extension service is concerned with regional professionals in the extension service. Let's go to markets. Where are we going? We're going to head on over to Equity Altoona and hear from Jim Lindsay. Choice beef steers and heifers, dollar twenty-five to a dollar forty-seven. We had a top of dollar fifty. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, dollar eighteen to dollar forty-five. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, dollar thirty-three to a dollar forty-four. We had a top of a dollar forty-seven and a half. Choice Holstein steers, dollar eighteen to a dollar thirty-two. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, a dollar seventeen and down. Top twenty percent of the cold cows sold from eighty to ninety-one. We had a top of ninety-two and a half. Sixty percent of the cows sold from fifty-nine to seventy-nine. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold. From from 58 and down. Organic market on Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from 90 to $1.20. We had a top of $1.29. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 89 and down. Cold bulls sold from 85 to $1.02. We had a top of $1.05. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound up Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to $120 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $335 per head. We do sell organic cattle at the Altoona Market on Tuesday. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is this Friday, August 26th at noon. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, let's go to the Equity Stratford Sale Barn and find out what's been going on over there this week. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. How you doing? Well, good morning to you, Bob. Uh, nice morning like this. It's just uh, one of those one of those great mornings that we think about in January. <laughs> Absolutely. We certainly have some people say, oh, it's hot. I said, well, tell me that about the middle of January. So we will enjoy this weather. Hey, what's been going on so far over at Stratford? All right, Bob, thank you, and good morning again to everyone. Uh, and a summary from yesterday, uh, Tuesday here at Equity Stratford. And we'll start out with the organic market on yesterday's sale. Uh, of course, we do sell organic cattle every Tuesday here in Stratford, including cows and uh, bulls, organic, anything that's organic, we sell those on Tuesday. So on the high-yielding organic cows yesterday, they were selling from a dollar to a dollar twelve. Lower-yielding organic cows, 95 and below. On the organic market bulls yesterday, a dollar ten to a dollar sixteen. And now we're going to the con- Conventional type uh, cows, traditional market cows yesterday, high yielding uh, Holstein cows were selling from uh, 85 to a top of 95. Most of the cows in yesterday's auction selling between 62 and 84. Thinner cows, light carcass cows below 62. On the uh, bull trade yesterday, better quality bulls mostly from 97 to a dollar 10. Lightweight bulls below 95. On the calf market so far this week, good quality hosting bull calves, 75 to a dollar 50. Fancy bull calves early in the week up to 170. Heifer calves, uh, 25 to 35. Uh, beef calves, good demand, uh, 150 to 300. And we did top at 350 on those on Monday sale. And uh, we'll have an update tomorrow on the fed cattle. Uh, we sell most of our fed cattle today. And again, uh, talking about today's sale, that does start at 10 o'clock this morning. We will sell market cows and fed cattle this morning, along with market bulls, sheep, hog, and goats, baby calves. Our feeder sale today is a noontime start. And uh, full marketing day tomorrow, also here in Stratford. That sale tomorrow does start at 11 o'clock. So, again, uh, folks, a lot of information on our website. Uh, we do have several private treaty uh, cattle, cattle for sale on a private treaty basis, both dairy cattle and uh, beef cattle. So check that out, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page, and you'll have all the information right there. So, Bob, I, uh, I've listened to your report. I gathered you had, had a good time at the fair last night, and... Uh, Yesterday, well, today the market sale, right? Tonight, about 6 o'clock, they'll sell it. They'll sell them about uh, 6 o'clock. And as I said, they changed it a few years ago, two, three years ago, and they sell it price per animal, not per pound. So everybody can figure it out as it goes along how much they're spending. So 
That'll be tonight. Probably. So you got to bring the bring your checkbook. They they said they got a table right in front for you. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. We've got uh, our freezers are pretty full here, and then of course. Uh, uh, we're feeding all these beautiful venison that we're hoping to get here in the fall, too. Well, so. there you go. But it'll be, the sale will be tonight, about uh, 6 over there. Dairy show today. Hey, you have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. You betcha, Bob. Enjoy the fair. Thank you. We will. Jerry Fitzgerald over there at Stratford. For those who work in acres... Not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our markets brought to you by Synergy Cooperative Field Day today over in the uh, Menominee area. And uh, you're invited to attend that. See what's going on with the corn, the beans, and the rest of the crops over there. Board of Trade higher yesterday and higher overnight. December corn this morning, 663. The oats at 415. Wheat up 12 to 13 overnight at 813 a bushel. November soybeans up 15 at 1476. October meal up $4 a ton, sitting at 435.70 this morning. And the country elevators. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location. Corn's at 672 with soybeans at 1511. Doomer's grain of Holman. Corn's at 668 with soybeans at 1551. On the DTN screen at Golden Plum, corn 671. Baldwin, 658 on the corn, 1496 on the beans. Durand and Mondovi both have corn at 653 a bushel. Beans, 1491. Elmwood is 658 on the corn. Their beans at 1491. At Fall Creek, 638 and 1476. Osseo corn, 663. Beans, 1496. At Elk Mound, 678 on the corn, 1501 on the beans. Sparta, 673 on the soybean, or on the corn rather, 1506 on the soybeans. Ellsworth has corn at 638, beans 1476. Ethanol plants, Boyceville and Stanley, corn today 691 a bushel at both locations. The Richmond Green Facility, 686. Barrel cheese down a cent and a half, a dollar eighty-eight. Blocks down a nickel at one seventy-seven. Butter up three and a half at three oh five and a half. Class three for August down one at twenty oh eight. September up twenty-four, back over twenty dollars at twenty twenty. October up fifty-six at twenty sixty-five. November up sixty-five at twenty-one forty-six. December up seventy-three at twenty-one forty-six. And uh, that's the way the markets look. Again, dairy judging today. At the Central Wisconsin State Fair in Marshfield, it'll get started about 8 o'clock. It should be a good day for it. About 81, maybe chance of rain later in the day. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.